I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be. When away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried, Ship Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Munn speaking. A program here called The Mariner's Call. What a blessing to be with you. At this particular time, I'm going to call your attention to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. Our program here, The Mariner's Call, is a little longer than our week. We have a program that's heard during the week on most of our stations. It's called The Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book. Here we got some 14 plus minutes. So sometimes it gives people opportunity to take and turn with us in their Bible. Second Corinthians chapter nine and verse 15. By the way, if you would like to check us out, a lot of people have access now to that old computer. And if you'll just, uh, find, you can find us on the World Wide web, that www dot. All right. If you'll go just F O M M dot O R G. That'll bring you directly to us here. Fishers of Men Ministries International, the mission arm of the Fisherman and Baptist Church, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama here right on the Gulf of Mexico. Our honor to be with you. So from the studios of Fishers of Men Ministries, we do say it's good to be with you at this time. I hope you've just about gotten through the holiday season. Oh, difficult season for some people. I guess you can experience every mood on the scale. You know, they say, during this season of the year, depression is at its highest. And there's more suicides this time of the year than any other. So you're torn from one extreme to the other, from the enjoyment of spending <laughs> back into debt, from the enjoyment of eating. So a lot of people, they find themselves sick. Uh, the, the enjoyment of having lots of company back to loneliness. It's a hard time. But my friend, I... I, I'll i be honest with you, those are not the things that I try to emphasize or lay emphasis on during the holiday season. I try to keep my focus upon God's unspeakable gift. I'm not saying uh, as far as spending is concerned, I'm not saying I do not like to, uh, you know, the exchanging of gifts. Uh, no problem. I, I love my family. As far as eating is concerned, oh, it's this season of the year. Uh, the food is good. Uh, company, I love having my children and those of God's kids over my home or being in their home. But my emphasis needs to be upon the right thing. Second Corinthians 9, verse 15. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. I want to talk about that for just a little bit at this particular time. Thanks be unto God. Okay, we'll give thanks for what? His unspeakable gift. What is this? The writer to the book of Romans in Romans chapter 5 talks about Jesus Christ as being the gift of God. Numerous places there. Chapter 5, verse 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. By the time you get to verse 18, he's actually called the free gift of God. God's unspeakable gift. 
In chapter 6, he says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. We think about our Savior. His descent to this planet was a bit unusual, was it not? He was unusually wrapped. He said, what are you talking about? We would have thought our Savior would have come a different way than that that's presented for us in the book of Luke, Luke chapter 2. But concerning this Savior, he's described as being God's unspeakable gift, and we thank God for it. The taking of, gift, of this gift will equal salvation. The opening of this gift will equal growth. The using of this gift will bring about spirituality in your life. First of all, we think about the taking of this gift. You know, I speak to a lot of people, and you know, Many people would say something like this concerning the incarnation of Christ. We think about what this season of the year was all about, the coming of Christ. A lot of these people believe that, but there's been no change in their life. You say, well, how do you, you know, how am I supposed to look at that? I'm, I am supposed to believe? Why, well, of course you're supposed to believe. But my friend, believing alone is just a bit of history. Sometimes a minister of the gospel or you hear around the world some statements made about Luke chapter 2 about our Savior. Many will say, I believe that. Not only his birth, but also his death. Many people say, I believe that. But once again, that is history. I live in the United States of America. My country had for its first president a man by the name of George Washington. That's a bit of history. Now, I can tell you, I believe that. Now, i never seen George Washington. I've seen a picture. But I say, I believe that. But all that is... It's just something that I believe that would indicate uh, my belief in history. Concerning the coming of Jesus Christ, he did come. We think about over 2,000 years ago, God sent his son to this planet. God appeared in human form. People say, I believe it. But my friend, still that does not bring salvation till it becomes yours. Suppose I illustrate it this way. All right, the season's just about almost gone. But suppose you gave me a gift. And uh, maybe you come and put it on my desk. And uh, this is yours. You see, Brother Mond has got your name on it. Yes, Andrew Wayne Mund, M-U-N-D. And from such and such a person, you. And I sit it on the desk and I just leave it there. What does people, what would people expect for me to do? They present this to me. They want me to receive this gift. And uh, they want me to acknowledge that this gift is for me. Concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. God not only wants you to believe in his son, God wants you to receive his son. You said, what are you talking about? Where it's personal to you. There was a time I believed in girls. <laughs> I have to get here, kind of uh, illustrate this where everyone can understand. But there was a time that I made a young lady my wife. She became my personal, not only just a friend, she became my wife. Concerning the Lord Jesus Christ, there was a time I always believed there was a God. I always believed Jesus Christ died for me, but it was not mine. Hence, I understand now John 1, 12. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. The gift is not yours until you receive it. Believing someone has given me a gift does not make the gift mine until I receive it. Have you ever 
receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Do you know what it means to be saved? It's like opening the gift. What uh, would you feel like, once again, if you gave me a gift and I never opened it? You know, that's about, we think about sometimes, as far as salvation is concerned, many people receive God's gift. They said, I not only believe, but I do receive. And I'm glad to have Jesus now as my personal Savior. But they never grow because they do not open this gift to find out what is in this Savior, this Christ. Oh, in the New Testament, we read after the death of Christ, the writers begin to talk about our Savior and actuality, what he did there on the cross. We think about his death on the cross brought salvation. His finished work brought salvation for us. His work is a substitutionary work. Amen. And uh, he died for me when I should die. This work that Christ did and sin was imputed to him and righteousness was imputed to me. And you find out all these things that is in this gift. It's like, my friend, opening a gift and it's exactly what you needed. And it's just not one thing. It's many things. How do I put this? It's full of gift certificates. Seeing the things of God open before you brings Christian growth. You'll find with this gift comes eternal salvation. God's not only saved me, I'm not only saved now until the time of my death, but my friend, salvation is eternal. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. This salvation has given me forgiveness of sins. Many times the devil tries to bring up the past. This old fisherman you're listening to all spent majority of all my lost life in the Gulf of Mexico and uh, laboring for the food of heaven. But my lifestyle and my morals were corrupt. And sometimes the devil wants to drag me back there. I'm glad that I have forgiveness of sins. It's in that package. <laughs> if you'll just open it and see. I have their security and peace of mind. I have within this gift, my needs are supplied. I have now a love for God that I never had before. I have a retirement program that's literally out of this world, if you know what I'm talking about. I need to take these benefits that God has given for me and use them. Many say Christianity does not work. I'm sorry, you don't know what you're talking about. If you said, I've tried it, it doesn't work. All you got was some kind of stir emotionally, some kind of mental acceptance you did to something, my friend. If you ever come to know Christ, the free pardon of sin, you can imagine what's in this gift. You know, thinking about uh, even love for others. First John chapter 4 and verse 12, what is it? If we love one another, God dwelleth in us, and he or his love is perfected in us. I'll tell you what you can do. You can begin to love like God loves. You can try that love out on your enemies. You know, the bottom line for real love is, can you love somebody that hates you, love somebody that despises you and wants nothing to do with you? Can you still have love for that particular pro person? You know, we think about the retirement program. Oh, when all the work is over, one day we'll face the one, my friend, who provided for us this unspeakable gift. Thanks be unto God for his unspeakable gift. 
God's love gift, receive it. God's love gift, believe it. God's love gift, this Savior, my friend, use it. Now, what it'll be is be the Spirit of God working in your life. We don't use God. God uses us. We're the hammer, and we're in his hand, all to know the saving, the free pardon of sin. So let me just get down to the end here and narrow it all down. Has God, my friend, we think about the things of God, have they become real to you? Can you say thanks be to God for his unspeakable gift, the gift that God has offered to this world for sinners? It's his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever reached out by faith and taken this gift? But as many as received him to them, gave you power to become the sons of God. By faith, you believe what Jesus Christ did for you there on Calvary. And you reach out by faith, my friend. And this Savior that died on the cross becomes your Savior. And then, as you begin to grow, you begin to see what is in this work of Christ. This that God did for you through his Son. These things that he's provided for you. These, we've called them gift certificates, my friend. They're lasting, they're eternal, and then ultimately, my friend, out of this world. God's gift, God's unspeakable gift, receive it, that's salvation. Believe it, that's growth. My friend, let the Spirit of God use you, my friend, to develop spirituality in your life. I hope God will bless you this coming year. As far as the Savior is concerned, for sure, that this unspeakable gift is yours. If we can help you, feel free to correspond with us. Our announcer will give you an address whereby you can correspond. Next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.